Host many events and have them everywhere. Have luxury events, have small events, have big events. Start with a small one and let everyone know that it's the first of many because it takes time to build the following. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? Happy Thursday. Good to see some faces. Thank you for being here, Lonnie. I appreciate you co-hosting with me. Jesse may be going to be on to this morning just to say good morning, but he's also triple booked as the great Jesse is. Um, and so we'll probably just get started. But I always like to start with some wins. Um, my win is that it only snowed one day and it didn't stick. And so I still get to enjoy the last segments of fall. Everyone can put their holidays away. I get to enjoy October because Halloween is one of my favorites. And so I'm super excited. Um, Lonnie, how about you? Um, let's see. Picked up a couple of new listings. Uh, we just closed on a house the other day. Uh, so yeah, business is still booming out there for those people who are looking to uh, put in the work. So I love yeah. that. I rule two listings in a closing in a market where there's not supposed to be any deals. You know, I also took two listings and it seems like perfectly normal, you know, and so I I appreciate that chutzpah. If anyone else has any wins they want to drop in the comments, they don't want to talk out loud. That's fine, too. Um, But I think that, you know, what Lonnie just said is really important. If you're out there doing business, there's still business to be done. Um, I hear a lot of people complaining on social media these days, and it's just too hard to be a a real estate broker. I think it got easier to be a real estate broker. I don't know how many of you like sneaking in for five minute showings in a deck where there were 120 people viewing a home. um, But that fucking sucked for me. Um, I get to tell people, hey, let's go this Saturday and it's Thursday and the home will still be here. And I love that. Yes, I like that. I don't have to rush out like right away. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to figure out how to make the rest of my day work because I have to compete with 40 other buyers right now. Yeah, let's skip dinner, soccer, all of the other things that I had planned today. Let's just go right now and probably still lose. Like, Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Someone hit a little win. Not me and Lonnie. And also, if you can turn your screens on, I'd like to see people so that way uh, I can gauge if we are uh, hidden with you guys. Hey, Sarah, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Are you guys a surprise guest that was on the schedule? Yeah, we're the surprise guest. That's us. We are. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What did you have for a win, Sarah, since everybody's being kind of shy? Uh, well, I posted a video yesterday, but, um, I've been creating funnels and, um, mostly to sell my courses and digital products, but it's, um, for some reason I got a ton of views on my course, but it didn't convert, which I feel like is a win because your funnel never converts the first time. So now I get to go redo it. And so hopefully this next time I can start, but it's been, a, yeah. it's been really fun to figure all this stuff out. So have you, read, have you read dot-com secrets by Russell Brunson? I've read all of the books, um, expert secrets. I did the whole webinar thing and I, I don't like it. So I did like a five, I, I did the five minute perfect webinar okay. as my, 
um, just kind of like when you enter my funnel, it's a, it's a video sales letter. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I think that, you know, not having the conversion is your first problem that you actually have data that you get to overcome. So I think this yes. is awesome. It, 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 that, that was my win yesterday. Um, if anybody is a copyright guru, I would love for you to go over my ad copy if you'd like, not on the call, but send it to me. I'd be happy to review it. Thank I'm, you. I'm somewhat of a wordsmith. Okay. I was once told by a really great copy editor. Has anyone ever told you you could tell someone to go fuck themselves and the only response would be thank you? <laughs> Uh that's really great um today we're going to talk about something that um i think no one is doing enough of in my area and i really appreciate it because it gives me lots of opportunities to call my sphere um I, i think right now everyone that i'm interacting with has gotten used to too short of a client cycle and what i mean by that was during covid you would rip someone out of the ground like a turnip and say let's go buy a house right now and if they weren't ready right now you could stuff them back in the ground and say i'll come back to you later and that was the appropriate methodology you could ignore them until they popped back up because you had plenty of people that you needed to attend to and you were only one person with 24 hours in a day The market has shifted and that behavior is no longer acceptable. People need tending to. You are a gardener. And so you can't just rip them out of the ground and say, hey, are you ready to go? They don't remember you. Even if you have sold them many homes in the past, even if you have deep friends with them, if you haven't attended a soccer game for their kids, if you haven't invited them to a barbecue, if you haven't played board games with them, they don't remember you. You're just some person that used to sell them things. How many of you remember the last person that sold a car to you? I'm guessing the answer is not one of us. And so however much we might want to believe that we are super, super important to these people, we're important for like 90 days. And then they throw us away to the back of their forget me drawer. And we hope that our magnets and our postcards and our notices throughout the year go, but some of them wander away. And so my family uh, has been in real estate for 60 years, up, down, left, right, purple, good markets, bad markets. We're real estate brokers. It's what we do. We also throw lots of parties because parties are a great reason for you to call your sphere that don't have anything to do with you and don't have anything to do with the market. that don't have anything to do with real estate. So it's really easy to say, hey, Sarah, I'm thinking about having a party next week or next month or in two months. And I'm choosing between taco night and a potluck. Which would you rather go to? Doesn't matter what she says. I take the note down. I get to invite her to the potluck or whatever. So that's two touches already. If she comes, that's a third touch of the party. If she doesn't come, I call her and I ask why. So I get my third touch no matter why. The fourth touch is when I check in with her to say, hey, I'm having the next party. And if I just have one party a quarter, then I get four touches with my client every single quarter and I never have to talk about real estate. They will bring real estate to me at the party. And so now the question is how cheap Can I make a party? This is why I wanted to co-host with Lonnie, because I host expensive parties that people love, and those are not always attainable. (laughs) And so I am trying to learn to host cheap parties. And I managed to throw one last Friday that I had probably 45 people come to, and it only cost me 300 bucks. It helps that I got to host it in my new Airbnb courtyard. And so that was thrilling to me. If I had had to rent it out, it probably would have increased my cost another 175 bucks. But it was still a $500 event that I got to talk to 45 of my clients, I got two listings from it, and I got two active buyers from it. And so overall, I spent 500 bucks, I got four clients, and I talked to six clients that otherwise will transact with me next year. So was that a good spend of $500? Yes or no? 
I think so. I think that was amazing. Yeah. And so today is just going to be, let's talk about this. Let's ask questions. Let's pick Lonnie's brain because she, you know, shits better events than me for $10. Are you trying to say I'm cheap? Hunter? No, oh, I'm saying God. you're magic. I'm saying you're <laughs> fucking magic. Like I see the shit that you pull off and I'm sitting there and, and you did that with how much money? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm literally, I'll be quite honest. I'm literally getting ready to do a trunk or treat um, on Saturday. And so I was able to get a trunk or treat set up and a holiday bash for Christmas set up for a total of $780 on my half. Right. Um, the trunk or treat that I'm getting ready to do that I'm uh, co-host with this community, uh, already 2000 people are expected to come through. So right there, like um, today, I'm going to go buy the candy. Um, I have my sponsor or my um, my lender is sponsoring 50 percent of it. So she paid other 700 something. Right. So technically for two events, like less than eight hundred dollars out of pocket. Um for my first event, 2,000 people that are going to come through, we're going to give away a $500 Visa gift card. So it's only costing me $250 to do that. Um, I actually took a poll on, because uh, my lender was like, well, what if we give away a PS5? And I was like, mm, I think a $500 gift card is probably going to be more, um, it's going to be better. We took a poll, $500 gift card, freaking closed out the PS5. Like, I think there was like two two votes for the PS5. So people are wanting money right now right so um i attracted that i put it in my vip group so my vip group is um gets all my heads up before anybody else right so when i'm doing any of these events um i specifically invite them first it goes to my vip group um then i uh later on send it out to the rest of the public um so right there and then um i have these right here um I have to go make these cardstock, but it's going to be something that's super, super easy for them to fill out. Like, do you rent or own? Are you interested in buying a home or selling a house? Fill it out. We're going to have a candy corn jar uh, where they can, they can guess to enter the win the $500 uh, Visa card, which means I now have probably the right information to lead follow up. Um Something super easy. We're going to have a backdrop of uh, the nightmare before Christmas. So I'm going to dress up as Jack um, because it's pretty freaking awesome. And people love that movie. Right. Um, and it's something that they can take pictures with. Um, my lender has uh, lights that are going to uh, be put up, a fog machine. Uh, and so we're just going to make it like an, an entire experience where we're just making this tense. Right. Um, as far And that's something that the reason why I did it uh that particular event is because one they are doing the heavy lifting for me right uh i'm i'm co-hosting with a community so what i would say for you guys is if you have a community that you want to get involved with see if they are doing any trunk or treats any holiday events right and become a uh a sponsor of it uh which means and the best thing about it is when you sponsor it normally they don't let another real estate agent into that event right? Which means now you monopolize that community, right? And for something fairly cheap, does that make sense? 
And you guys reach out to your title reps. You know that title rep that like is from every single local title company that calls you that you dodge their call because they're saying, hey, how can I help you? This is your time to call back every single one of them and say, hey, I actually have something you can help me with. Shocking. I know I'm calling you. And you see what offense that they actually have. Because I promise you, like this person, like this is their sole job is to keep you mm -hmm. happy and make sure that you bring title business mm -hmm. to that title company. And if you tell them that you want them to sponsor an event, it's amazing how much work they will put out. They have staff for this. Yeah, the, I, I'm actually getting ready to do another event. So I just did a video yesterday uh, with another lender. So I've, I'm partnering with several lenders right now because one, I think uh, with the amount of business that is out there, lenders are super hungry and they want to work with somebody aggressive, right? So if you're aggressive, they're going to bend backwards for you. Um, and two, uh, I just think I've been too loyal to too many people without any benefits. And now I have lenders actually sending me clients because they are trying to earn my business, right? Which is amazing. Uh, so I uh, am partnering with another lender. We are doing a uh, turkey bingo on November 9th. So we're going to give away nine turkeys. Guess what? I'm only paying for half of them. And how many people do you think are going to come to turkey bingo? People like bingo. So just wait, in general. I just, I need some more details on this because it seems really simple. So you're throwing bing, you're doing a bingo night and like the winnings are like, you get to take home a turkey. Yeah. How freaking it. easy is that? <laughs> you, you guys, <laughs> like, I just, I want to stress, this does not have to be hard. I once threw an event that cost me $75 and it was a total accidental spoof as far as I was concerned, but I took it to a place called Green Bluff. It's a, it's a local farm area where there are lots of like public and private farms. And uh, during this time of year, they host like an apple fall festival. And so there's a place called Seamers. It's one of the bigger farms. I didn't know this when I chose like there as my venue. I just thought there was going to be some stuff going on. Turns out they were having their biggest weekend of the year and i had like a 40 person event inside of their event half of my guests never found me they literally showed up and could not locate me inside this giant farm they had a great time attending all of the corn mazes the festival things there were like 60 other activities for them to do and they all called me and said thank you so much for this incredible event you did this all for us and i just you know said thank you and, and got off the phone really quickly because i didn't want them to know that i had not in fact launched the entire seamers event just for them they were just wandering around with you know forty thousand other people that were there to enjoy the event and they're like hunter that was the best event you've ever done and i was like great we'll do it every year and now yeah. i just invite people to the seamers event yeah anytime i do a, a bigger event like sarah said she has people pay for her events i uh, if i'm doing something that's bigger i'm also going to get sponsors so like when i do my rainier's game on the party deck and we provide wine beer food hot dogs ice cream cookies fireworks blah everything right my i get sponsors to pay which are my business partner so like i'll have my lender my uh sewer inspector my inspector like whoever my uh insurance person a financial advisor um they're paying the majority of it and i'm probably maybe paying 200 dollars if that for like swag right there are ways to do great events. You just have to put in the prep time to be able to plan it out. Um, and if you're doing something like right now, this is probably the best time to plan out your events for next year, because I'm going to tell you your business partners, if they are smart, they are planning out their marketing and budgeting and how much money they're going to give at the beginning of the year, not at the end of the year.
right? So you want to get in touch with them and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing, you know, an Easter egg event for Easter on this day. Would you mind sponsoring blah, blah, blah? Can you do blah, 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 right? And put together a letter. I don't care, chat, chat, GPT, a sponsor letter on whatever event that you want to do, have them draft it up, then you send it out, right? And then you follow up with a phone call and a text message. There are so many different ways to be able to do amazing events, whether that's co-hosting, getting vendors to um, sponsor, or just doing something small and intimate, um, like a friend's giving. Right. And doing it potluck style. Um, that's one I haven't tried yet, but I, that seems very interesting that I might have to do next year because I'm going to be out of town this year. <laughs> so, Right. Um, and I think the more out of the box thinking that you can do, the better for you. It takes 19 touches. Like uh, Hunter was saying, like you have to be able to be rememberable. Right. And right now it's 19 touches, 19 touches to stay for them to even remember you. That's a lot of touches. So, so how are you staying top of mind? I have chat GPT running in the background right now, writing everyone's sponsor letter, just as in effects, just as you started talking, I put it into chat GPT. It's done right about now. And so I'm going to copy and paste it for everyone. It'll take me a minute to get it, but it'll be in the chat. <laughs> I love chat GPT. Oh, so don't I. Yeah. What, what questions do you guys have as far as like, what, is it that you guys might be struggling with for events? Nope. My question is finding the location. Like, you know, if I find the small locations, people may think that I'm a cheap realtor. If I go for luxury locations, you know, I have to pay more. And so you're, you're worrying too much. Host many events and have them everywhere. Have luxury events, have small events, have big events. Start with a small one and let everyone know that it's the first of many because it takes time to build the following. Okay. Or if you're going to do a small event, only invite, like, cap it at 10. Make mm -hmm. it exclusive. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right? I always put caps on my events. That way, even if I have more room and I can expand it later, I want everyone to feel like it's exclusive. I have over a thousand clients that get invited to every event and then it's turned public after that that, that rotation. Um, I used to work for a marketing firm that we had a 300 person event. It was the biggest event of the year, but there were 50 person events throughout the year. Each one of them was coveted because the invite was hard to receive because there were so many people vying for it. It will take a minute before you can create that you know, but start small. It's okay to take 10 people to coffee or take five people to lunch. Okay. What do you Alex, do the event? Sorry. What do I'm you do the event? Just arrange the uh, dinner and do you have any other music program or anything? Like what am I doing for events? Yeah. Um, I'm doing, so like I'm actually getting ready um, and planning um, um, pictures with Santa. It's something I've done every single year. Um, I used to do an Easter egg event uh, with the Easter bunny and, and everything. Um, I do uh, Pi Day on 314 just because I'm a math nerd and I like that um, and it sticks to who I am. Um, you can do something for St. Patty's Day, right? Um, the uh, luck of the Irish, maybe go to a bar and see like have a drink on you and, and the only way they can get a free drink on you is if they talk to you about real estate for 10 minutes, right? Um, there's so many different ideas and you can do it to whatever you want to do it to, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's you find something that you're passionate about mm -hmm. um, and and you do it, right? Uh, I used to do a lot of uh, 
school drives for a elementary school that had 80 percent uh homeless and part-time homeless kids uh so we would do you know food drives for this for the winter and the summertime we would do uh christmas presents and jackets and socks and hats um for the winter break um we would do a fill the truck with food for summer like i would get like a 16 foot u-haul truck and uh sometimes bigger and fill it from top to bottom, front to back. And I would stay out there. I would start at six o'clock in the morning and I wouldn't leave until it was full. So uh, I think the longest I was there was maybe 20-ish hours um, because people, one, they don't want to see you outside that long, right? <laughs> and two, like it just kind of shows your dedication. Like I'm going to be dedicated to make sure this truck gets filled with food before I leave so that way I can drop this off so that the kids have food for the summertime right um and so get behind a cause that you really feel passionate about because if you're not passionate about it if I wasn't passionate about that I wouldn't be staying outside for you know 20-ish hours cold as hell at night um trying to get a truck filled with food right um and people will come out They'll come out. Um, Alex, you're saying you want a spot that allows your dogs. I'm going to say do a dog days of Rochester, right? Um, and create that. Uh, you can create any event around the passion that you have. And to create like a dog days of Rochester or whatever city that you are in, if you are an animal person, I know Alex is, um, you can look at his posts and almost every single one of his stories has something to do with his dogs or every single post has something to do with his dogs. Like his list in science has his, him and his dogs on it. Like, do you think he's passionate about his animals? 1000%, right? You can create a community of whatever you're passionate about, whether that's domestic violence, you know, trying to fight homelessness, trying to help, um, you know, kids who are struggling with, you know, learning disabilities or parents who are trying to adopt that lost their kids or, you know, parents who lost their kids to drunk driving or there's so many different causes. Like you just have to find what it is that you are passionate about and then use real estate as the vessel to feed that fire. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that just come up for me while you were talking is like, obviously everyone that's here on this call is spending a lot of time honing their skills. They want to be the best realtor they can be. And then they spend a lot of time showing that edge to clients. During COVID, that was really important because there were so many people, many of them were bad, and it was hard to find a good realtor. And so your your edge was your skills. Now it's actually shifted the other way. And this happens in every down market. It becomes your compassion and your connection and your empathy and the way that you relate to your clients. It's weird because you would think that in a down market, they might appreciate your skills more, but they actually don't. They have an easier time finding a capable agent because most of the uncapable ones have already left and their licenses are no longer active. And so the pool of agents left over is just one of capability. Then it's, well, who do I know? Who do I see? Who do I like? Who do I go to the gym with? Who do I trunk or treat with? Who have I seen recently? Who has given me a turkey at Turkey Bingo recently? And it's amazing how these little things are what they remember. It's not your skills. It's how well you were treated at the last barbecue. Got it. Right. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing right now, um, I just came from a mastermind in Vegas literally a few days ago. Um, and one of the, the things that 
we are working on is video, a lot of branding, marketing. Who are you authentically? How are you showing up authentically? What are your flaws? And to use those flaws as a positive attribute, right? Um, to be able to relate to people. So like, I will say one right now that I, if you haven't been on a mastermind, um, I've only, I haven't said this very much, but I will let you know that I had a fall in November uh, three years ago where I had a head injury. It's created some memory issues for me. I have uh, short-term memory issues. I'll put it that way. I don't remember conversations. I don't remember some of the things that um, I do or said or how I respond. Uh, My lack of patience is very much a, a virtue of because of this head injury. So there's a lot of different things that I've had to overcome in these last three years. And yet I'm still doing business, right? Uh, Where somebody could look at me and say, well, you have a head injury and you don't remember blah, blah, blah. How can you do real estate? Like, I'm going to be very, very quite honest with you guys. Like I even had to figure out how to do my buyer consultation again, because I couldn't remember how to do it. I couldn't remember what I said. I couldn't remember my script. There were times I was doing a consultation, especially at the very beginning, where I was like, look at my clients on Zoom. And I'm like, I have no idea what to say next. (laughs) Did they know that? No. Right. Um, And I will tell you, it's this, the last three years have been Besides, you know, going through a market that was super, super freaking hot. And I will tell you that my alarm would go off on my phone and I was already supposed to be at an appointment and I was still here at my house. That's how bad my memory was. Um, The fact that I couldn't remember how to do certain scripts or I couldn't remember how to do blah, blah, blah. Like if I can overcome that and still figure out my business and still get business right now, like so can you. You guys can figure this out too. And you guys probably have better brain memory than I do right now. And that that's me being very vulnerable. Um, and again, do you guys feel like you guys can relate to me because I've said that now? Yeah. So you being vulnerable with your clients, you being authentic with your clients, you sharing something that you feel that is a negative flaw. You can actually turn that into a positive where people are going to want to feel connected with you, right? And I don't say this to brag. I'm not saying this. I'm just saying this because I'm going to work harder than anybody else to compensate for my deficiency of what I can and cannot remember. Does that mean I have to be more organized? 1,000%. Do I have to take more notes? 1,000%. Do I have to put in more reminders of what I'm doing? 1,000%. Did I have to relearn my scripts? 1,000. Right? But if I can do it, you guys can definitely do it. You just got to be willing to put in the work. That's all. Like, those who are going to put in the work, those who are going to open up and be vulnerable, those of you who are going to put it out there that you are a real human being, you guys are going to get the clientele. Thank you. Sound fair? 
Yeah. That was that was really like yeah. it was really hard for me to originally let my clients know that I had things that were not real estate. Like there were parts of my being that were not just being available for them. Um, and when I started to create that boundary to take time to like paint the art behind me and let people know, no, I'm sorry, I'm going to actually be in my studio today. I'm not available for that showing. People became more invested in who I was as a person because I was more rounded. I wasn't just the realtor bunny born of realtor parents doing realtor things. I'm a whole and complete person that they actually began to want to know. Um, take the time to let your clients know you. Take the time to get to know your clients. Take notes on your clients. This is kind of the harder part is that you do have to tie this all back to your business. They get to know one realtor. It's easy for them to know one realtor. You have to keep track of two to 500 clients. Take dutiful notes. Walk away during parties, take a quick jot notes down in your notepad. That way it can get back into your follow-up boss or whatever your CRM is. Because your CRM currently is probably a collection of conversations that you've had and deals that you've closed. It should be a collection of memories that you've shared, wines that you've shared, cheeses that you've sent them, vacations that you've sent them on, places that they visited, favorite colors. It should be a collection of who your clients are. That way, when you need to send them a gift or send them a flower arrangement or send them a food because something has gone wrong in their life or you're celebrating something, you already know. You don't have to ask them. You have been taking these notes carefully throughout the years in a very natural capacity, but you have to do that work. And so it's a party for them. It's work and heavy lifting for you. So pay attention to the details. Thanks. Thank you everyone for being here. Any final questions before we let you go? I don't want to go over time. I know timing is important. How many days in advance you send the invites for the party? Uh, usually 30, I think 30 is a good amount, you know, sometimes 60. Um, I, and I'm usually constantly inviting people to events and, you know, and so there always should be one on the horizon. I just finished one. I'm trying to decide if I'm stuffing one more in before the end of the year, but I've really planned poorly because I've been doing a bunch of renovation. And so, um, I'm probably going to either do one in January or I might do another, like not Thanksgiving. One of my favorites is doing a fake Thanksgiving where it's not on Thanksgiving and everyone does potlucks. Um, and so I might try to whip one of those out in November. November before I leave or in December before I leave. And then also, uh, if you're finding like you need to find a space to do it, you can actually host at your house if you have a big enough place. And it's a tax write-off. Yeah. I would say talk to your CPA or your tax advisor because there is a tax write-off that allows you to do that. The Augusta rule, you can rent out your personal residence for up to 14 days a year. And as long as you have rented it out at a reasonable market rate for what your home would get for Airbnb on that night, uh, then that is your tax write off. You will write a, a check to yourself and you won't pay taxes on that amount. So if you feel comfortable with having your clients know where you live, there you go. Now you just have a, a new event space that you didn't even know you had. Thank you. Thank you. Public libraries are really great too. Um, at least in Spokane, I have like three different public libraries that have amazing event spaces. And then there are two other community event spaces called The Hive. Um, and they're just like, I have AV equipment. I have big sound rooms. I could do, like I did a Pilates class the other day that I wasn't hosting, but I attended it. Um, and that was like on the third floor of a public library and we were blasting music and I was just kind of sitting there going. And, I could yeah. <laughs> Talk with your title reps too, because um, they might be able to have you be able to use your conference space. Like if you need to do like a buyer seminar or whatever case may be, right. Um, those are also available and they might know of some great, like your title reps are connectors. Like they know somebody somewhere, trust me, <laughs> like 
Trust me, they know someone, right? Um, and then even so stoked to get your call. Like they will be psyched that someone is finally saying, yes, I need your help. Don't hang up on me. <laughs> yeah. Right. So take advantage of this, um, this market, like really, like I would say the biggest way that I grew my business when I first started was doing, um, I did three dinners a week or lunches, whether that was at my client's house, which most of the time it was because I didn't really cook, um, which was fantastic because they fed me and I got free food. Um, Two, I got to hang out with them in their own environment, right? And I got to play with their kids. I got to do whatever. And honestly, I didn't have to take notes because I was so integrated into what they were doing that I just knew, right? When their kids start calling you auntie, right? Like that's a big step. Um, How do you secure a invite to their home for dinner? Can we do a whole masterclass on that? (laughs) (laughs) I want to know that. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like it was like I did it no matter like it was three dinners a week, and then I did like um two or three coffees a week as well. Wow. So I had like at least six different things where I was meeting clients to talk about them logistically. Um and every time I had uh a a like seven or eight questions specifically for them that I asked every single client, because here's the thing, when your clients are talking about themselves and they leave that meeting or that dinner, like if 90% of that conversation is them talking, they're going to leave that meeting saying like, oh my God, that was such an amazing time. Thank you so much. Like people like to talk about themselves. You let them do 90% of the talking and you just take the mental notes or the notes. Right. Um, and when they I leave, will you really quickly just role play this with me? Like I'm the person you're trying to secure dinner with. Like I'm, I'm your potential client. You need to get dinner with me tonight. Like I haven't offered you dinner. How do you get me to say, Hey, why don't you come over for dinner tonight? How? <laughs> oh my God. All right. Hey Hunter, how's it going? Going pretty great. How are you? Doing well. I was, uh, I was just thinking about you. And first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of my life. Like you've literally changed so much and I've learned so much from you. Uh, thank you for recommending book XYZ to me. Um, how are things going for you? You know, things are going pretty good. We just uh, closed on a new deal recently. We're renovating the Airbnb. Life is really good. No way. Yeah. Yeah. When did you guys close on your Airbnb? You guys uh, just opened it, right? Yeah, we closed like last year. And so we've been renovating it for like 16 months. But, you know, it's finally open. It's been crazy. Yeah, yeah. Is it booked right now? Solid? No, it's it's uh, currently we're about 50% full. Okay. Um, I would love to see it. Maybe I can stop by. Yeah. What are you up to tonight? Uh, well, I was going to just get something to eat, but we can always grab something to eat over there. Why don't we just have dinner? All right. There we go. Love wow. it. Nice. That that wasn't even hard, guys. Like she didn't even pull me very much. It's like she she talked about me. She wanted me to show off something that I've done. You know, she she rec- she goes, hey, that's a great book that you recommended. It's all accolades. It's just you know how to, how do you tee up this person and put them in an effigy status to say, hey, you're fantastic. You know, and and then they just want to have you more in their space. Who wouldn't want to have a complimenting person over for dinner? <laughs> Facts, right? And I think I think you guys underestimate the compliments, right? And don't just compliment just just to compliment, like compliment because you genuinely mean it, right? Um, People can tell commission breath and fakeness, right? Um, Has Hunter recommended books to me before? Yes, 1000%. 
have I gotten some of those books? Yes, 1000%, right? And I you think- yet. I'm not sure. Huh? Yeah, right? Um, and so like, I'm gonna always fall back on something that they've done or something that I remember. Um, just like even like to the fact like I had clients like one of her favorite things to cook for me was spaghetti and cheese balls. Like she's like, when are you going to come over for spaghetti and cheese balls? You let me know the day and I will be there. I have clients right now. I could literally text them and say, hey, I miss you guys. We need to hang out. And they're like, come over for dinner. We're going to make tacos. Like that's how much I have solidified my relationships with my past clients. Does that make sense? Here's and here's the other thing. I want you guys to know this uh, is that your past clients or your sphere of influence should be referring at least 20 people a year to you. And if they are not, then that means they were referring to somebody else. Or they just not referring and they're not doing their job at all. <clears throat> Feasibly, but I, I mean, that's kind of hard to imagine. They're pro probably worse. They're they're wandering away from opportunities because a, a lot of people they they won't if they don't know that you want the deal, they almost view it as like hell. We don't want to bother you. Like the amount of times that I've had yeah. someone call and say, "Hey, is it okay for me to give your number out?" And like the tonality in that question is like they're like, "Is it all right?" Like you have to let your clients know. Please scream my name and my number from the rooftops if you want to rent a banner and put it skywriting. I'm in. I'll pay for it. Like, yeah. yeah and, yeah. and here's the thing. You're always, you're either building your relationship. You're either moving towards it or you're moving away. Mm -hmm. Always. It's going to be one of two directions. You're not going to stay stagnant. Right. Just mm -hmm. because I have a relationship with you now does not mean it's going to be the same relationship a month later, six months later. So which direction are you moving with your clients? Are you moving closer into a relationship or are you moving further away? from relationship to where I'll pick up that referral rather than you. Yeah. Right. People remember how you make them feel. I just put a list of a bunch of different kinds of events. These are all things that people just do, you know? And I think that that's really what I want to push here is like people overthink events all the time. They're like, Oh, I'm not an event planner. I can't pull something together. What if it goes poorly? What if no one comes? What if two people come? You let those two people know that you hosted the entire event for them. You redo something very cool for those two individuals. And then you call all of the people that didn't come and ask them, hey, why the heck didn't you come? And you say it exactly like that. What the heck? Why didn't you come? Then you just stop talking. Let them do the rest of the talking. Questions? You guys got questions at all? Yeah, I, I like when people don't come to my events. Like the whole reason is to call and touch base. And then I'm like, hey, I missed you. But like, yeah, please don't come. Like it's way less money when you don't. <laughs> exactly. I spend less money. Let me send out the but invite. That's how I grew my business events. And I, I love this call because I need to get back into it and like remember to be vulnerable. It was a really good call. I'm glad I came today. Thank you guys. You're so welcome. I, I love that. Oh, guys, listen to what Sarah just said, because it's so important, like host. Yes. The and in my mind, there are days where I have no money and I have no time and I have no emotional battery. And I, invites <laughs> and I say to myself, please don't come. <laughs> if they don't, it doesn't matter. I get to spend less. I still got the opportunity and I missed a little bit of good zhuzh, but I can send them a coffee card and the good zhuzh is there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 
Like my biggest thing now is that because of my events, I have to figure out events where I can literally have enough time to talk to people, but they're still entertained. And I don't feel like I'm running into like 30 different places with my head cut off like a chicken. So like I eat the, the baseball game at the party deck, right? Like that gives me enough time to mingle and to relax and to like talk with people. And I'm, I'm like, that's those are those that's my concern with my events now is that I don't have enough time or enough entertaining things where I'm the sole person. So now I have to think of bigger things and bigger events to do to scene flash of like Lonnie is the devil wears Prada with her two assistants like leaning in. Who is this? This is the prime minister from blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 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 no <laughs> right but i want you guys to like understand like you can you can also do sub subcultures like if people like to paint or if people like to go on a hike or if people like to you know do i don't know dog stuff um categorize them and then do some small events with those people a dog well. hiking activity like a dog hike through the woods or a dog trick-or-treat. I don't know, like a, a trick-or-treat for dogs where everyone that has dogs sets up like trick-or-treat special for dogs. That or dogs, a- pictures with Santa. I don't know. Paws yeah. and Santa something. Santa right? Paws. Santa Paws. There's, there's a thing here. Anyway, guys, we've taken up enough of your time. I love this. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I'll drop my contact info. If you ever, you know, want to run ideas by me or, you know, feel stuck. I um, am an endless generator of events. And so steal some of mine. And okay. please don't come. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.